0: Bonjour et bienvenue, and welcome to Roland Garros Day 6. Let's get this podcast started. Welcome to the Lucky Let Court Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Otto. This is a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I am pleased to be with you today. It is Friday, 31 May, sitting high atop the rafters at the Ring court number one. The applause you hear is for a gentleman by the name of Kay Nishikori. Just finished his practice and is heading off the court. Uh, matches are set to begin in just a little over a half hour here at Roland Garros. It's going to be a very exciting day six. Have a special guest for you guys on the podcast. We're going to talk about that guest in a few moments, but first a quick rundown of the order of play. It's an absolute popcorn day on day six at Roland Garros. The sun is already shining. Things are going to be warming up for the weekend. Temps expected Around 85, 90 degrees by Sunday. Today, probably high 70s, low 80s. Absolutely perfect weather. Let's take a quick look at the order of play. We'll start with Court Philippe Chatrier, where Petra Martic and Karolina Pliskova will get things started, followed by Garbina Muguruza and Alina Svitolina. That is a popcorn third-round matchup in the women's draw, if there ever was one. And after that, a treat for the fans. On Chatrier. it's David Goffin and Rafael Nadal. Will it be... Rafa's first test of the tournament. He's been cruising so far, but Gofan, as we know, is a very talented player and showed pretty good form in his first two rounds. Last match on Chatrier will be Stefano Tsitsipas and Filip Krajinovic. Over on Longland, we have Mertens versus Sevastova first, followed by Roger Federer and Kaspar Rude. Federer also has cruised through his first two rounds. Sloane Stephens and Polona Herzog will be next, and then a battle of one-handed backhands between Stan Wawrinka and Grigor Dimitrov the last match on Longwind. Over on court, Simone Mathieu, it's Marqueta Vandrusova and Carlos Suarez Navarro, followed by Pablo Carreño Busta, Benoit Paire, Nicolas Mahou, who's been such a great story for the French here. At Roland Garros, will face Leonardo Mayer in the third round. That's a a winnable match for Mahou. And then Ioana Conta, who's bidding to be the first Brit wta player to reach the round of 16 since 1983 today she'll face victoria kuzmova of slovakia so as you can see lots of great tennis and that's not all we won't mention the whole order of play because we want to get to a special interview today Yeah, the Lucky Let Court Podcast was proud to speak with WTT CEO. If you don't know WTT, that is World Team Tenants. We spoke with the CEO, Carlos Silva, took over the job in January. He's already made some rapid and wonderful changes for the league. He has negotiated a multi-year television partnership with CBS Sports, which means we'll be seeing 15 matches on the CBS Sports Network, including one on the Big Network on July 21st. I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with WTT, it's an exciting league it's multi-gender for and it's uh got mixed doubles it's got doubles it's got singles it's got a little bit of everything a great in-game fan experience it takes place this summer starting in july and running through the final in august 3rd there's two new franchises on tap so a total of eight teams great players pretty much on every squad. Victoria Azarenka, Taylor Fritz, the Bryan Brothers, Nick Kyrgios, Madison Keyes, Whitney Osigua. I mean, it goes on and on. It's very exciting. We were just jazzed to speak with Carlos Silva, who's got tons of enthusiasm and passion for this sport. He's a former college player who played at Boston College, spent a little time on the satellite tour at the Pro Game, and now he's happily in his perch uh, atop the WTT working with Billie Jean King and owners like Mark Ein trying to make the sport a better place and I think he's doing a great job already and we look forward to what he can do for the WTT in the future so let's take a look and a listen to our interview with Carlos Silva right now Wow the lucky Letcord podcast has a really cool guest today he's the CEO of the WTT his name is Carlos Silva we're psyched to chat a little bit about the upcoming WTT season hey Carlos how are you
1: doing great Chris beautiful day here in Paris right
0: it's unbelievable well we'll we'll talk a little bit about Paris I'm sure in our conversation but you are the newly appointed CEO of the WTT and that is a massive job I know you've come from another sports background into the WTT and you were the CEO of World Series of Fighting and also the league president of Professional Fighters League which is what it's like you know what I can see the connection tennis and boxing
1: there's there's a lot there's a big connection it's funny because we also you know back in my professional fighters league days we we tried to reimagine what MMA was all about and uh, I kind of used tennis as a way to do that you know and we ended up putting together a tournament structure and a lot of the fighting guys looked at me to try and understand that and I talked about lucky losers and and how it would all work and that was all sort of part of my you know my tennis background and then I got this great opportunity to come over and run world team tennis and uh, and just excited to be here
0: and how is what you did in those leagues that we talked about <laughs> shaped to what you're doing now in your first what is it five months with the WTT?
1: You know, I, th- I think you you always try to tap into all the things you've done in the past. I mean, if I go really even way back to my my AOL Sports days, we did a lot of innovative things with the U.S. Open. We were the first we were the first um, sort of media outlet to stream the practice courts back in the day. I mean, going back to 2003, 2004, so a long time ago. And so you you try to tap into all those little pieces of of kind of cool and innovative things. Uh, I think we're going to be looking at, you know, ways to, to really bring data into the experience to help the fans understand sort of what these players are, are doing. Um, it's great to watch them on TV, but as you know, being here live, it's different, you know, when you watch them live and you want to try and really try to, you know, tap into that for the fans. Uh, and then also just, um, you know, help help everyone understand that, you know, playing on a team is great. I mean. Uh, if you got, you know, if you were lucky enough to maybe play college tennis, or if you're lucky enough to play Davis Cup, you understand it. But if not, if you know, a lot of these players that are out here, they don't get the chance to sort of have a teammate and have a, com- you know, the camaraderie of high five and and you know on the sidelines cheering for them. And I think that's a big part of what world team tennis is about. And it seems like the the players really enjoy that. And we have a great lineup of players playing for us this year as a result. Oh, that's for sure. And you always have a great
0: player. I mean, the list of players that have played for the WTT. I mean, you know, it's just basically like you just can go to the Hall of Fame. You got your Sampras, you got your Agassi, Serena, Chrissy, Venus. You don't even need last names. Steffi, Martina Hingis. I mean, and and you talked about the team element of it. And I know a guy who loves playing on teams very much is Nick Kyrgios. And and it's one of the things we're starting to see a lot in tennis right now is fans are going for this. Fans are in love with what Laver Cup has done for the game. And I see you guys kind of. Playing along those same lines,
1: yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, it it makes it fun when you get to see these guys get excited. You don't just get to see them hit great shots and and grind it out, but you get them to see them celebrating. I mean, Nick is such a great example because he seems to have a good time all the time. But he also, you know, when he bears down, he's a he's a most talented maybe one of the most talented players in the world when he, when he really, you know, bears down. But it's also great to see him jumping around, having fun and hitting some great shots and seeing the sort of talent that he's got. A little bit like, you know, NBA All-Star Weekend in some ways. You know, you, don't, you, you, know, you see what those guys do in the NBA now that they're in the finals, but you also see what they can do All-Star Weekend. And I think World Team Tennis brings a little of both of that to the court, which is cool.
0: And, and along those same lines, teamwork, mixed gender is big. Uh, fans of tennis are really kind of saddened by the departure of Hopman Cup. But maybe you guys see this as an opportunity to kind of take the reins and, and lead the way in terms of male and female being on the same teams.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I hear that a lot that, you know, with Hopman Cup kind of not knowing where it's going to go next. You know, World Team Tennis has been around for 40 years. We've we've always had that it's embedded in the DNA. You know, men's singles, female singles, men's doubles, uh, women's doubles, and then mixed doubles. And every single set counts. And again, I think it's great that uh, they're like the men and women are competing on the same court together to try and get a win. And it just doesn't happen very often in sport. So I, I think it's unique for us and, and brings um, you know, sort of big smiles at a really highly competitive level to all the players and the fans.
0: Well, yeah, that's certainly one of the things that makes WTT unique, and I think when you talk about men's and women's tennis being together, that's what makes tennis unique really here at the Grand Slams. It's men's and women's, and you don't see that really in any other sport. Now speaking of women's tennis, the co-founder of the WTT, Billie Jean King, absolute legend, and now you're working with her. Can you talk a little bit about your relations and what it's like to be on the same team as this wonderful legend, wonderful woman? Yeah, you know,
1: Billie Jean's got this amazing, amazing energy. I mean, it's no surprise that, you know, she's been doing it, you know, decade after decade, and, you know, she still continues to do it. You know, now with, um, you know, have you seen even with her Uh, participation in the Dodgers and you know what her and Alana are doing over there and some great foundation work but at the end of the day you know all you have to do is follow her Twitter feed and if you follow her Twitter feed you you see what she's all about she's she's always congratulating everyone she's always being positive she's always reminding people to do stuff and frankly she's done a little that with me even over these last five months you know, it's great to sort of get that guidance from her. You know, sometimes she'll poke you and give you a little reminder, but it's always about trying to get better and being positive and trying to, you know, grow not just World Team Tennis, but just sort of me as a, as a leader. And so it's, it's great to have her there as a resource.
0: And speaking of uh, legendary people in tennis, Mark Ein, the owner of the Washington Castles, what a great man. What he's doing at City Open is unbelievable and what he's doing for your league is unbelievable. Can you talk about a little bit what it's like to to be mingling and to be working with these owners kind of on the uh, you know for the same cause now?
1: Yeah you know it's great. Uh, You know Mark, uh, no Mark, I actually grew up with Mark so we've known each other a long time. We hit balls when we were kids uh, a long time ago and and my family and my dad and his dad knew each other so it's it's great now to not just having known him as a friend also be really working side by side with him and. And, uh, you know, having him call and ask me something about the City Open, if I could, you know, give him an opinion or have him call and talk to us about the uniforms and some things that we're doing in World Team Tennis and the way that I can sort of see what he did at the Washington Castles with their level of energy and sort of the fit and finish of of their stadiums and everything, we're trying to apply that to, to all the teams. Um, but it also comes back also to, you know, our board and our owners of the league as well. You know, guys like Fred Luddy and Eric Davidson and... You know, Fred is the founder of a, you know, massive, um, you know, massive public company that's powering so many big companies like Walmart and, and others in service now. And, and just being able to get a little glimmer of that, you know, from him and and the same with Eric Davidson, you know, who's who's been in and around sports his whole career. Most people don't know that, you know, Eric's dad, you know, helped found the ABA and and also owned the San Antonio Spurs. So, you know, he's he's got innovative sports leagues in his blood and it's great to also have him there to you know at the board level and as our chairman to to really help me you know not not so much tell me what to do but just guide me and and it's nice having that as the ceo of a new uh you know in, in this new ceo role and the um
0: we're speaking with Carlos Silva, the CEO of WTT, and they've got an upcoming season that you guys will be tuning into this season. And speaking into uh, this summer, rather, and speaking of tuning into it, can you, and, and the buzzword in our conversation that I've heard a couple times has been innovation. Can you talk a little bit about this deal with CBS Sports and how fans are going to be able to see the WTT in new ways?
1: Yeah, it's it's super exciting that... Uh that our you know our friends over at c b s sports have jumped in to join us uh, I think you know it's it was one of my three initiatives was really trying to grow the league and build an audience and although we 've done some really great things on the digital side in today 's world, I think you 've really got to mix digital and linear and all of the outlets with the big brands like a CBS. And so we're able to put a deal together, not just with CBS Sports Network, where we're gonna be on 15 times, but super exciting is also big CBS. As you know, television doesn't get on network television, uh, tennis doesn't get on network television very often. And so you're gonna see on July 21st, a big match, the Vegas Rollers against the Philadelphia Freedom. Names like Sam Querrey, Grigor Dimitrov, Danielle Collins, Monica Puig, the Bryan brothers, all are gonna be on that telecast. I mean, it almost feels like a quarters or a semis of a major, and that's going to be on an afternoon. And then at the end of the season, we're going to do a, a recap of the whole season again on Big CBS on August 10th. And. You know it's just so exciting that the you know even the players I've, I'm seeing some of the agents here at the French and running into them and I can't tell you how excited they're going to be to be on CBS Sports Network and CBS because as you know if you know you're here in 128 or 64 around to 32 you may or may not even get on television and so for these players it's you know it's important to them it's important to their families it's important to the the hard work that they put in for 20 plus years that to be on you know CBS or CBS Sports Network and so so uh, it's, it's going to be great. They've, so far, CBS has pulled out all the stops, being a great partner, and looking forward to the next couple years uh, as they help us to build this. That is, that is super cool, and I hadn't thought about it from that
0: perspective about being on television, and you're right. You, know, you don't make the round of 32 here or play against one of the big players. You don't get on, you don't get on um, the television. Now, if you're hearing a lot of cheering in the background, um, unfortunately it's not for us. It's because Joe Wilford Sanga and Kane Ishikori are doing battle currently on Philippe Chatrier, which is just behind us, so bear with the noise, and I'm, I'm sure you're enjoying the, the interview either way. Um, I want to move on and talk about this innovation again because um, the season's upcoming. You, know, you saw the draft at Indian Wells which you did. The teams are selected. You've added two expansion teams. Um, what's going to go on on the court this year? Is it going to be business as usual, or do you have some significant changes planned?
1: Well, I mean, it's significant that we're adding two, two, two new teams in Orlando and in Vegas. Uh, it's great. Uh, the Vegas Rollers and the Orlando Storm were rolled out. They've got great coaches. They've got you know great teams. Uh, Tim Blenkeron, who is a great player himself, won an NCAA doubles championship in UNLV. He's coaching um, coaching the Vegas Rollers, also sort of super exciting. We brought in Red Foo. Uh, if you don't know Red Foo, Red Foo loves tennis. Red Foo's been around tennis a lot. He's gonna be Tim's assistant coach, which is super fun and super great. I know he's excited about it. And then we got Scott Lipsky down in Orlando, and. You know Scott played for World Team Tennis, but uh, he also has a Grand Slam win, and you know it's more than I could say. But he won the he won the French in mixed doubles, and he's going to be our coach in Orlando. That's the that's the first thing. Is two new teams, a better postseason, but then we're also working with a, a couple of innovative companies to really try and understand sort of the movement of the players how far they're moving what kind of what's their burn you know what kind of output they're putting out try and bring all that together in a really cool graphics package that we will present on CBS and and on, uh, on our you know, WTT.com as well so it should be fun and Carlos uh,
0: the, fans, the fans should know that you're not just a businessman you are a uh, a tennis lifer you played some college tennis at BC am I correct tell me about a little bit about your tennis history how you got into the game and, and, and how eventually you fell in love with it and how it took you here
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I grew up sort of playing, playing all kinds of sports, and loved baseball, and loved tennis, and you know, loved soccer, and I just decided, you know, once I sort of got into that sort of seventh, eighth grade, I, I just concentrated on tennis, and was fortunate enough to to go to Boston College and, and play four years there, back when Boston College was in the Big East, and sort of in the good old flutty days, and. And you know, won a bunch of biggies championships and singles and doubles, and and that was uh, that was really great. And then I, I at least gave it a try and went up to Canada for a summer and and played the satellites. And you know, at least I could say I picked up a pro paycheck, which which is a you know an accomplishment, something. I was, I'm so jealous. Yeah, you know, something, <laughs> something I wanted to do. And then and then decided instead of sort of going on to the next um, the next satellite in Spain, I decided to go get a master's degree and and you know sort of hung it up, taught a little tennis, you know, still play. Uh, you know, all the time, you know, but, uh, you know, now it's just for fun and to stay in shape, and uh, it was a great run, and, uh, you know, now I'm lucky enough to sort of bring it full circle with all my, you know, sports and media and launching television networks, and now I get to run, you know, world team tennis, and so it's uh, kind of a dream come true. Unbelievable, and um, let's talk a little bit more about the season. Tell me about some of the players
0: that you've got on your roster so the fans can know who they can look forward to seeing this summer.
1: I mean, I, I'll probably miss a few. I mean, there's so many, but, you know, you, you, know, you got John Isner and Sam Querrey and Venus Williams and, uh, you know, Madison Keys and Sloan Stevens and Danielle Collins and the Bryant brothers and Grigor Dimitrov. And, you know, the list just, you know, goes on and on. Francis Tiafo and, um, you know, they just, you know, as I think, you know, more and more, you know, pop into my, into my head. But uh, it's going to be a great season. I think the teams are all very competitive. Uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, even at the draft, everyone was having a good time and and sort of uh, all hanging out together until like sort of that last night. And then the coaches kind of went off into their corners and sort of dug into it and trying to figure out, you know, who they're going to draft and who they're going to get franchise player, roster players, because, you know, guess what? They want to win the kin trophy. You know, everyone that's, you know, jumped on a tennis court likes at the end of a match to win. It's just the way it goes. For all of us, it doesn't matter at any level that you played at. And, and now, that, uh, you know, now that the season's getting close, everyone's really bearing down and, and really gonna try and put the best rosters together to, to get to the semis and the finals, which are gonna be live in Las Vegas, which is gonna be really fun too. Live
0: in Las Vegas, and, and where can t- uh, viewers tune into those?
1: So that's going to be on August 2nd will be the semifinals. So the top four teams from the regular season will advance to the semifinals, one versus four, two versus three. They'll play on August 2nd in Las Vegas at the Orleans. That'll be live on CBS Sports Network. And then on August 3rd, the two winners will advance to the finals, and that'll also be live on CBS Sports Network and uh, also from, from Las Vegas at the Orleans. And And what do you say to the fans out there that are, you know,
0: big avid fans of ATP and WTA what can you tell them about maybe maybe taking some time and stepping out to one of these cities and going to see a game tell them a little bit about maybe the in-game experience and what they can expect to see and why it'll be worth their hard-earned buck
1: yeah look I think it I think it's you know going to try and mix together all the great things I mean we looked a lot at the at the Vegas Golden Knights and what they've done in Las Vegas. And, you know, that's like a hockey game that you've never seen before. And so we're going to try and mix some of that. You know, the NBA does such a fabulous job. Uh, And then, you know, also what you see here at the majors. But, you know, energy, uh, great music, great entertainment, and great tennis. And, you know, big serves, you know, lots of great doubles that you don't always get to see doubles really matters uh, as you know three out of the five sets in the in the matches the doubles match you know men's women's and mix so you've got to play well in doubles to also get the win on the single side and I just think you're going to leave every night saying when is it on next and if I can't make it back out to the stadium I'm going to tune in at you know online or tune in at, sub- at CBS Sports Network and watch.
0: Awesome can't wait Carlos last thing maybe you can tell the fans where, where you'd like them to plug in and find out more about WTT Tennis.
1: You know, just uh, go to WTT.com. Our website's actually going to be relaunching in a couple weeks, but it's all still there now. But you're also going to see a new and improved, you know, digital presence for us. And then also, you know, tune in to our Twitter feed and our Instagram feed. It's all there. Uh, the players are doing some great takeovers even here from the French Open. So it's a lot of fun. We've also got folks, as I mentioned, Redfoo. We also got Sean T from Insanity Fitness. He was here at the French a couple of days ago. He did a great takeover of our Instagram. So I just think uh, a lot of energy, a lot of really high-quality tennis, and a lot of competitive tennis. And I promise you, uh, you won't go away disappointed. And if you do, just, just call me. I'd be happy to take care of you.
0: Sounds good, Carlos. And hey, last thing, we, we promised we were going to talk a little bit about this amazing place. We're sitting here at Roland Garros, and you probably can hear the chatter from around the grounds. What are
1: your impressions of this year's French Open? Uh, well, the weather's spectacular. Uh, that's, that's for sure. It's nice. It's cool. Uh, the new stadiums are unbelievable. You know, we were talking before we came on air about how it's expanded. I haven't been to the French in about eight years, and, and f- when I was here eight years ago, it felt more like a country club now like if now it feels like a super country club, I mean it is just massive, but beautiful and still intimate, and uh, you know there's great people watching out here, there's great food and there's great tennis.
0: you going to hang around a bit and watch some tennis before you head back uh, the, the other side of the
1: pond? you know, I've been sort of mixing in meetings like this and interviews uh and popping in and watching a few games here and there, trying to pop in on some of our players that are playing in World Team Tennis and support them. And uh, I'm around just for a few more days because i got to get back home and and get to work, uh, you know, making sure everything's buttoned up between now and July 14th when the season starts. Sounds like a great plan. That is Carlos Silva, the WTT CEO. We're so psyched to have him today.
0: Thanks a lot, Carlos, and we will look forward to seeing you all summer long. That's great, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Make sure you tune in. You won't be disappointed. Thanks again. Special thanks to Carlos Silva for taking some time out here in Paris to join us. We are so looking forward to the WTT season. In fact, I th- I would have to say more than ever, and I hope you guys are too, so check it out when it comes around this summer. But for now, more tennis from Paris. Roland Garros, day six is upon us. Hope you guys enjoy the tennis, and we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Lucky Let Court Podcast. So I'm your host, Chris Otto, signing off from the Bullring, Court 1 at Roland Garros, and- have a wonderful day. Want to remind you guys, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just open your app, type in Lucky Letcord Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify or our podcast homepage at Potomatic. You can find Tennis Now on the web, www.tennisnow.com. You can also look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash tennis now. Hit us up on Twitter, at tennis underscore now. We're around the grounds. If you see us, say hi. Enjoy day six. We'll talk to you tomorrow.